we're doing it more than ever. We're, we're being more intentional than ever. Uh, but that's that's a big part of who we are, man, in, in building that community and building relationships with people. Uh, we believe that, again, it, it needs to go beyond Sundays. Uh, what we do as we serve our church has to go beyond the stage. It has to go beyond Sundays and the, and the services and all of that. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio, and Drew Brown, Juno-nominated singer-songwriter and worship leader. Both hope to share insights into Christian music, exploring ministry, message, and everything in between. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Drew. It's Between the Grooves with James Curtis and Drew Brown. Drew, you sound like you need a coffee. Yeah, I do. I need many, many coffees. Please, please, people, send coffees right now. Busy weekend? Busy weekend. Lots of, I had a couple shows, a couple events, um, lots of really good meetings, uh, but not a whole lot of Drew time. <laughs> so, <laughs> What do you mean by shows? Um, so... Uh, with you know with everything's going on, um, you know the online shows are happening. But okay. I've been doing a blend of online and live. Okay, um, and so that's been cool. And so actually, even last night, I did a really cool live event. Um, some people there, but it was broadcasted online, and it was tons of fun. It was so good to play in front of actual people live again. Yeah. And how did that work out? Like, what kind of precautions were were done for that? Uh, myself and my other players, we were all social distance, um, distant, and so that was fine. Uh, they were about, I want to say, ten or eleven feet back from us, or in front of us, right, away from us. What I'm trying to say, um, and then they sort of huddled in their bubbles, and so. Um, and were they wearing masks? The audience? Most of them were, okay. yeah, but not all of them. No, okay, um, but they were like. Everybody was in their bubble, but like six or eight feet away from each group. And okay. so it was... And I guess you were not wearing a mask while you were performing. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. That would sound like junk. <laughs> um, but it was tons of fun and and like lots of hand sanitizer was going around and right. everything was very clean and great. And um, the host was wonderful and making sure that it was sort of like up to sort of legal standards of the cops ever came by and were like... Oh, yeah, you kind of yeah. have to. In this day and age, that's the thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, just do it right. Do it right the first time. <laughs> I'm surprised no one has asked me if I wear a mask while I'm on the air. Really, really, <laughs> but nobody has. So, <laughs> what am I complaining about? Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I'm glad we have a very intelligent audience. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I mean, us not so much. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, we're a bunch of fools, but the audience—they're really smart. That's right. <laughs> Between the Grooves, it's your weekly look at music, ministry, and everything in between with today's top Christian artists. And this week's episode features a conversation with Lucas and Evelyn Cortazio. They're from Community Music in Chicago. And uh, what a great conversation. This is um, everything from talking about community Mm -hmm. beyond the walls of a church building. Uh, co-writes, collaborations, lots of meat and potatoes in this episode. Uh, so be listening for that. That is coming up very shortly. But before we get to it, we need to check in with the community court board. Community court board. That's it. That's all you've got without the coffee, yeah, right? exactly. Okay, yeah, get yeah. this man a coffee. Someone, please, my gosh. And some donuts, that'd be great. Oh, yes. Right? We need the energy. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got this five-star review from Apple Podcasts that says, always great to tune in, insightful, positive, and uplifting is just some of the vibes you get from listening to this podcast. Between the Grooves, you rock. Wow. Thank you, you so much for that. That means so much to it me. It does. It does. Because people see that and they say, hey, let's check out this podcast. That's so right. That's anytime right. you're able to give us a review or a, or a star rating, we, we greatly appreciate it. It's good to know that people actually listen. Yeah. It's nice to <laughs> be, be on my mom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> This past week, of course, the uh, announcement of all the nominees for the Devil Awards. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Zach Williams and oh, of course. for King and Country yeah. leading the pack. Yeah, They've yeah. each got five nods. Hillsong Worship, Kirk Franklin, and Jonathan McReynolds each have four oh, as well. So good. And uh, there's uh, Jason Ingram has eight <gasps> nominations. That's in the wow. non. That's in the non-artist nominations. Yeah, producer, writer, song. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That guy's brilliant, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think I think that's the way to get nominated. Is be 
be one of these guys behind the scenes because right. you can get more nominations right. if you're busy and doing a bunch of stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> the 51st annual Dove Awards happening Tuesday, October the 20th. I'm surprised you didn't mention your best friend, you know, your, your hero, the person that you have a poster hanging up right behind you there. Nope. Uh, you didn't mention him, eh? No. Nope. So, what was that, three nominations? Three nominations for Kanye West. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> <You> said, <laughs> I said the name. The, the name in which we will not speak of. Uh, right. <laughs> But that's, I mean, it's good. I mean, I mean, well, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. But it's, but it's interesting to see like that he is nominated. Yeah, we'll see what the results are. Yeah. In October, I don't think it's going to win. But yeah. uh, you know, it, who's voting, right? Yeah. Fair enough. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good point. Yep. Uh, let's chat about that genius guy, the Elon, the Musk. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He is he is a brilliant person. Oh, dude, yes. He really is. Yes. But sometimes his the things you hear are just kind of wacky. Like? <laughs> There's a headline uh, from a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> the future of music is streaming it directly into your brain. Forget the headphones. It's like right in your skull. Yeah. Uh, talking about everything from a microchip in your skull, which, of course, would go along great for the Christian community. They would just love that. <laughs> yeah. That, that was sarcasm, folks. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, like, yeah, it could work. I wouldn't want that. I don't like the idea of having a microchip uh, beyond the uh, you know, the Christian upbringing nonsense. Right. <laughs> beyond that. Um, but, but, I mean, like, if anybody's going to do something like that and make it work, it's him. I don't know how it could work because technically it would still have to be wireless. So if you've got a chip in your brain or, or in your head somewhere right. in your skull, are you going to plug something into it or is it going to be wireless? And if it's wireless, wireless. you can't necessarily control that. Somebody could, you know. Hack into it. or Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. now you've got music playing in your brain that you didn't want to hear because somebody else trying to hack the system or whatever, you know. Imagine it going wrong like that. It's like. You well, would, you it would, could you, just it, very well. It, this is the thing. I'm yeah. like, I don't want that thing. I'm happy with my headphones. I'm happy with my stereo. I'm good. Thank you. Brilliant Musk. as this man is, yes. uh, I don't. I honestly don't think that that idea will ever fly. It's, I think, more of a headline than anything else. Yeah. But what do you guys think? What do you guys think, the listeners? What do you think about this? Why don't you hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at Between Grooves? Let's chat about this microchip in the brain stuff. Stream that music. Stream that music. Yeah. Uh, it defeats the purpose for ears. Our ears will shrink. They'll never be used again. Because ever. It will <laughs> never, ever be used again. And I don't know if that music would actually sound the same yeah. in your brain because a, your eardrum is creating the sound along is. with the sound itself. That's right? right. It's just the vibrations and everything else. So, And I'm not an expert on the eardrum, but um, I prefer to listen that way. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Elon Musk, thank you very much for that. It was just... Worth the conversation right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. <laughs> now, give us a car. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Between the grooves. Oh, man. Electric car. I'll take two in yeah. black. Thank you. Well, it's time to get to our conversation with Lucas and Evelyn Cortazio from Community Church in Chicago. Now, they've been leaders there since 2013. Uh, they're closely aligned with New Thing, a church planting network created by a community Christian church representing more than 3,000 congregations Jeez. internationally. And community worship is just a bunch of worship leaders from the church's 11 campuses. Can you imagine that? You've got 11 campuses and worship leaders at all of them, yeah. and now you've gotten together and created this organization called Community Music. That's amazing. That's phenomenal. Yeah. And that's, I mean, talk about creativity, talk about, you know, the resources, people resources, but also the knowledge, head knowledge that yeah, all these people right. would have that's right. coming together. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that community aspect mm -hmm. and co-rights and, and whatnot in this conversation with Lucas and Evelyn Cortazio on Between the Grooves. Yeah. That's insane. Just so you guys know, um, we we grew up in Boston, so we're, we're a huge Bruins fan. Oh, okay. well, we will not hold that against okay. you. <laughs> no, you know what? I think we will. I think it's we're gonna fight today. It's gonna be great. <laughs> what are we gonna fight about hockey? We Come got, on, we gotta fight about something, man. What, what are they gonna say? Sports. What are they gonna say? Uh, we'll, we'll figure Sa it out. Stanley Cup champions? Like, come on. Come on. Yeah, well, how, how many times though? How many times? Ten. That's the, uh, how many times do we have? One? Uh, well, <laughs> I, it was before I was born. Yeah, same here. <laughs> My goodness. 
This is what I didn't want to do, man. No fight today. Oh, you started it. <laughs> oh, That's amazing. Anyways. Amazing. How are things up there, you guys? How, how is the situation with COVID and, and everything? Well, Drew and I are, are separated by a glass wall. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So he's in one yeah. studio. I'm in a different studio, but we can see each other, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm just kidding. Yes, Drew, it you is. know, that with COVID, huh? Can I tell yeah. you, out of out of everybody I know, Drew's one of them. There we go. Oh, but I'm bummed. It's gonna be a long morning. <laughs> it's gonna be a long morning. Oh my gosh. Uh, what have you guys yeah. been doing for church the last few months? Uh, all online. All online. Yeah. We're now beginning to host or encourage people to host like watch parties. So. Uh, the, 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 you know, we've changed from 10 people in a room to about 50 in a, in a room, uh, by, by the government. And, um, so now we're encouraging people to watch the, the online services together and, uh, if they're comfortable doing that. And, um, some churches around us have opened up and power to them. We're, we're still holding, um, <clears throat> to the, you know, to, to the thought that, the experience just isn't the same if you, if you're you know you're wearing masks you're six feet apart no kids programming um, so we, we we I don't know maybe in the fall I think is is when we're shooting to reopen um, how our church is there well much of the same I, I I've said this to Drew I don't know that the church as we know it the physical you know meeting everybody meeting together on a Sunday as an example I don't think that will ever get back to where it was before i think it, there will always be yeah. that that you know um caution uh where you yeah. know especially now i mean churches have been forced to do stuff online and and, and adapt to technology more than ever before and i think with right. that brings these changes that six months and a year from now it's going to be a it's a it's going to be a totally different picture it's not going to be church right. as we remember it Right. And it would be a hybrid. I think the church is learning things that, you know, it probably should have learned a while back. And exactly. we're, we're here and I was just, I was just talking to a friend in India. They had about a thousand people come to their church on a regular basis. This is pre COVID. Uh, and with COVID, they like everybody else forced to do it online. And what they they've seen is unreal. Their numbers are now showing you know, 250 to 300,000 people every week tuning in. I mean, people coming to the Lord via, via online services. That's that's pretty remarkable. So I think with it, you know, with this season, you're right. I think I think church is, is you know, being being forced to rethink some things. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I think what we've seen in the past is these types of situations have actually um, moved the church outward more than ever before. I think people are being mobilized in different ways. People are, you know, you know, checking in with their neighbors more, and so I think there is good that's coming out of the situation. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think that's definitely what we're seeing is the more interaction and more personable stuff that we perhaps never experienced before. Not like, you know, us as Christians, you know, seeing people, and you know, I went, I was at my brother's place over the weekend, and uh, you know. It, kind of a, you know, keeping distance and everything else. And we decided to go for a walk. So I'm walking with him. My wife is walking with his wife and we're walking down the trail. And he told me one of the things he's trying to do is uh, say hi to everybody he passes, whether they're on their bike or they're walking or they're jogging. He's trying to say hi to everybody because that's how you build community. Whereas, you know, he said when he first moved into the neighborhood, nobody did that. Everybody's kind of kept to themselves. Whereas now people are being a little bit more open and, and having, you know, hey, Hi, they're they're initiating, not him, which is awesome. It's kind of different for me seeing all that, you know. Yeah, and again, I think I, I I can speak for ourselves. We have never been this intentional with having you know conversations, and people are more open to it. People are really more open to it. So um, I got to count that as as, as good. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a incredibly tough. I'm, I actually just heard this morning that my uncle in Brazil. So I've been out from Brazil originally. Um, and I just heard that one of my uncles who lives in Brazil right now just was tested for, for COVID, uh, positive for COVID yesterday. And so, again, it's a very real thing. And there, you know, there are people that are dying. And, um, but at the end of the day, I think there, there, is a, there is great opportunity for all of us um, to rise up as a church and, and really be love and, and hope uh, in a time where it's hard to find that out there. I kind of want to linger on this for a little bit longer. This is a really important thing. I think there's power in, I mean, the church has always been a, a place for, for community and for hope. Uh, but 
Right. Uh, but, you know, let's, I think, I'm going to be a little bit jaded, but we've sort of lost that a little bit. We've lost how to do yeah. that well. And so now we're forced um, in a beautiful right. way to kind of, what is community and how does that look and how does that work in our yeah. space and place? And so it's really cool to see, like, even doing the watch parties, there's something wonderful about just like 10, 15, 20 people coming together right. and just doing that. So for me, it's like, now we're moving back to the, the acts way of doing church, right? Small people yeah. gathering and, and we can do this together. And and it's now we're in each other's lives a lot more than when we were a thousand or five hundred in in a room. And now we have to be more intentional. And now actually we're being naturally more intentional. I even think about the neighborhood that I'm at right now, which is totally different. Um, uh, it's like a whenever I walk around the streets, people are out on their front yards and their you know front stoops, and it's not just ignoring people as they walk by. It's like, hey, right. how you doing? What's going on? They don't even know me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm in, I'm in a brand new neighborhood. They're like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Want some food? Want some food? We got some food over here. I want like that. You know <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And that's one neighbor. This happened with every single house I walked by. Yeah. People are just right. like, they want to connect. They want to grow. They want to build community. And so it's really cool to happen, right. see that happen in our towns and cities, but also in our churches where people are just, they're more hungry to not just oh, yeah. um, connect with their old friends and family. Well, because, church, to be, right. because church was a club in a, to a certain extent, right? right? Pre-COVID, like it was a club. We've always done that wrong. In a, su- in a Sunday club. Exactly, yeah. Sunday right? Club. It's like it was the most segregated hour in history. Or you know? so, <laughs> right. so, it's, so it's really cool to see these people, see our our people, to see our, our, our family kind of go like, okay, so what can I do differently to be – um, a bigger strength of hope and love in my community and how do what, right. what does community care look like where it's not just about like saying hi come over for coffee but it's like hey what do you right. need what do you need how can I support you yes right. I gotta keep you know, social distancing yes we gotta make sure that we don't get yeah. but like okay but even with those restrictions how can I be better at caring for my community whether it's my neighbor across the street that I used to hate <laughs> or whether it's the, the right. old lady that does the coffee every morning that always bugs me whenever I walk into the church <laughs> now it's like okay now it's compassionate community care right. and that's a beautiful right. beautiful thing that I'm so glad we're making those changes and it's happening now in our, in our spaces this is what it took eh? Beautiful. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, yeah. Us, for us to rise the challenge, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, yes. This this is a great conversation. I think. Um, I mean, I, th- I think it, again, it's time. I think we 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 took we took too long and. Uh, the, the, our hand is being forced, which is a good thing, I think. That's right. That's right. Yeah, no one, no one likes change, and I think the church, as an organization, has always been resistant to change over the years. <laughs> That's for sure. Whether it be adapting yeah. with technology, or uh, yeah. you know, just again that, coming out of that being part of a club mentality, because that's what I found a lot in the last few years, where it was just like, yeah, that's what you do. You do it on a Sunday. You just get up and you go to your club, and mm-hmm. everybody hangs out. And quite frankly, it's it's very similar every Sunday, right? It's, it's you know, we're going to have a few songs, we're going to have some announcements, we're going to have some preaching, we're going to end with a song, and everybody's going to leave, happy-go-lucky, shake hands, and off to your lunch right. or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's really cool. What I've, I've been, I was a worship pastor for about almost 20 years um, before I dipped in back into the full-time music thing. And I always noticed that there was always the artists, um, whether they are behind the soundboard or whether they're on stage or whether they are doing the dramas, they're always the ones who are mm. leading the charge when it came to community. They're always right. hungry for that. Always like, hey, how, what can we do? How can we leverage the arts for, for, uh, for, you know, for, for change in our church? How can we build community through this or through other means? And so I'm curious, like, you know, like you got, you guys go to a church called community, <laughs> which is really, really right. awesome. Where's that name come from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and so I, I'm, I wonder. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering, like, in terms of what you guys do in, at home, at home church, that is, how do, what is building community? community look like for you, whether that's um, a team thing or whether that is a full church thing in this COVID era that we're at? Right. I mean, it, 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 it has shifted. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's all, all, <laughs> a little bit. But it's, it's, but it's stayed the same at the same time. You know, I think we, we have um, we have put all of our chips, if, if not, I mean, if most of them, if not all of them, in building community, in, in having, uh, you know, one-on-one conversations uh, with, with our, um, with our staff, with our leaders, with our contributors. Um, and that's really an, an engine for, for, for community Christian church. 
um, you know, checking in with people, doing that regularly. Uh, so we've set up a, this is pre COVID, right? We set, we, yeah. we've set a, stru- a, 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 a structure for care, uh, with our folks here. Uh, and that happens in, in the music, uh, um, in the music ministry it happens in kids. It happens with students, with, with adults, small groups, every single ministry in our church has that kind of, uh, uh structure. And, and so in this season, uh, it's shifted to Zoom calls and texts and, and phone calls. And um, we're we doing it more than ever. We're, we're being more intentional than ever. Uh, but that's that's a big part of who we are, man, in, in building that community and building relationships with people. Uh, we believe that, again, it, it needs to go beyond Sundays. Uh, what we do as we serve our church has to go beyond the stage. It has to go beyond Sundays and the, and the services and all of that. That's it, man. That's right. You know, interestingly enough, uh, and I read this, that your mission is to reach people who are far from God, restore God's dream for the world, and reproduce that mission in others, which I think right. is is a, a very different model from many, many other churches out there. I mean, some churches are, you know, they're all, they're focused on worship, uh, or perhaps they're focused on um, evangelism, uh, but in a different way through speaking, not necessarily singing. Um, I think some churches are are very focused on missions and going out and you know sending people out or or supporting missions and stuff like that. Whereas you guys are, I mean, I would take it that a lot of your uh, congregation are young Christians. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, we have actually a great mixture. Yeah, of, of young Christians and older Christians and our, our church has grown more and more diverse over the last three years. And you vary from location. Completely. Right. We have, you know, we have 10 locations plus uh, our prison location. Right. So, you know, we have two in the city where it definitely, you know, definitely looks like, you know, city church and it's more younger families, younger people. And then the ones in the burbs in the suburbs are very diverse. Yeah. And it's becoming more and more diverse That's uh, right. in the last couple of years. So. Did you say prison ministry? Yeah. So I, which I love. I have a huge heart for that. Um, <laughs> just for my own benefit, I would love to hear how that works in your context. Yeah. So we, we have, we st- actually our first two uh, that we started um, uh, with our new thing network. That's another, uh, you know, something that, it, that, that our church started uh, about 15 years ago. It's a church planning network. Um, we have about 3,100 churches now across almost 40 countries, um, you know, across the globe. And uh, we started uh, the, the prison ministries about two years ago. We actually started in San Diego. So uh, East Lake is, is one of our um, partner churches through New Thing, and so we we uh, we came in and we kind of resourced them to start uh, uh, this this prison ministry. We partner with some other organizations as well, and then uh, last year we were able to launch our first one here in Lyle, uh, very close to where we live. Uh, Evan and I and our band actually got to go uh, for the first meeting ever there, and um, you know the way we do it is is. Um, we film our, our Sunday services. This was pre-COVID. We, we used to film it, and then we would play it uh, at the prison with uh, a pastor there and um, leaders that are equipped to to uh, to have conversations with with the uh, um, with, with the folks with with the residents there. And um, so it's it's small group based, uh, but also we use the the music from the Sundays and the and the, and the message from from the Sundays. Uh, and that's been, I mean, the stories that, that have come out of that ministry are, are unreal because it's not just being there with them. What we focus on is when they come out, uh, you know, how can we support them? How can we kind of help uh, in, reintegrate them into society uh, and, and love them? Um, I mean, it's, it's again, it's, it's, a, it's an area that's been overlooked, I, I think, at times by the church. And uh, we're just trying to do the best that we can to, uh, to be there for those folks. And it's it, man, it's it's just a very different experience. Yeah, um, yeah. It really is. Again, we um, when you look at uh, when you look at the eyes of those folks. I mean, and you and you see, uh, we talk we talk a lot about the imago day, the image of God in mm-hmm. people. And um, when, when you're when you walk into into their situation, you walk into their their their, their shoes, and um, and you look into their eyes. I mean, it really changes something in you. And, uh, but again, that's applicable to every area of society, I think, the overlooked one especially. 
Yeah, I think I think the way you know my family years and years ago we used to visit. You know, I was just a kid. We used to visit people in prison and stuff. And the one thing I that I took away from all of that was, you know, these are these are people just like you and I. They made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, they're mm-hmm. uh, but but they have feelings. They have emotions. They have uh, you know experiences, and you know they're living life just in a different way. And That's it's right. and yeah. you know they they are have been criminals and probably not doing as much behind bars, obviously. And, and you can, you know, rest assured that you're fairly safe back there when you're going to visit because the, you know, they've got all the protocols in place and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see these people who, you know, like you say, eventually will get out and have to rejoin society and, and hopefully, you know, can adapt because, you know, some of them are in there for a long time. Yeah, that's right. You know, and at the end of the day, they're people. Yeah. I think we're called to love them and, Again, we're just trying to do our best to, to meet them where they're at. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's so good. I'm curious about, um, okay, so uh, when you go to do these these uh, these events in the prisons, are you guys are you guys bringing your own tunes? That's, that's what's happening? Or singing? Uh, some, of, some of, yeah. Like we, mix, we, do, right? we did a, a mixture of both, yeah. Uh, and when we're, we're piping in stuff from Sunday, so yeah, I mean, it, it really does include a mixture of, of originals and um, and some other songs as well. Now I'm curious, you know? and this is, I was going to say this question for later, but I need to know now. Um, because, <laughs> because I'm very I, impatient. I, I am. Very, I am. And, yeah. and I'm sure I'm, like, again, like what I think about myself, um, um, when I was a worship pastor and creating songs for, for my community, I was always thinking about sometimes, not always, but sometimes thinking about specific people in my community. Like what's the song they need to hear mm-hmm. right now? Right. They're going through they're going through the valley beyond the valley. It's a, a valley in the valley. It's like yeah. the, the deepest and darkest time. What songs they need right now or someone just had yeah. this amazing moment of celebration. What songs can they sing in our repertoire? So, like, I'm even thinking about, like, these these men and women who are incarcerated, who are doing this, who are just like yeah. living this life. How, do you guys write sometimes with um, with with that ministry in mind? Man, I mean that's that's a great question. I, I think we we I, we write for the church, and I, I think we are learning now to include um, those folks as well in our, in our writing um, sessions. And uh, we write for we write for our local church, yes. right? I mean, yes. primarily. I mean, it's it's as you should. Um, that's right. We're right now we're experiencing something really cool, which is our you know our songs are beginning to go beyond our walls, but. Uh, that can't deter us from our our initial calling, which is right for for um, yeah for the mo- for the single mom who's going through um, you know anxiety or, or depression or or um, <clears throat> whoever, I mean the family that that you know might be you know going through a process of divorce or or whatever it may be. I think uh, those are the folks that we have in mind when we're when we're writing. Uh, and right now we're we're learning to add. You know, uh, folks who find themselves in, in prisons or, or in other situations that, that we, you know, this, just this week we had um, uh, a suicide happen in our church. And, um, I mean, those, those, are, those are things that, again, as, you, as you're writing music, uh, they, they don't leave you, man. They, they, they stick with you. <laughs> That's and right. Hopefully we're crafting language for, for the folks that are going through that kind of stuff. And, um, hopefully, hopefully that's a weapon for them, you know, to use against the enemy, the songs and the lyrics and the melodies, uh, when they find themselves in whatever situation they find themselves. Beautiful, in. man. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, w- when you, when you're writing with the, with the team, with the squad, uh, what does that look like? Uh, sorry, I'm assuming that you, it's not just <laughs> you guys penning the songs, you and Evelyn, but it's also, right. um, you know, you, people on your team, people who have amazing voices and, and, and the gift for, for writing. So what does that look like? Um, uh, in terms of collaboration with your team, like, is it like, how, how's that work in your context? Because every context does it slightly differently. So I'm curious about what you guys do. Um, so at first, when we started writing, this is what, three years ago? Yeah. Um, we started writing, you know, Lucas and I would have some kind of bones um, here at home, but then we'd bring it to two or three people from our team, right? Yeah. That were really, you know, that had been writing before or really curious about writing or had, like, we knew that they had something to add um, and we could all grow together. Uh, and we would do that every Tuesday. We kind of gather 
uh, together at our building and just, you know, just, just go after, just go after an idea, just write together. Mm-hmm. And that's really where our first two EPs um, yeah. came from. Um, from us writing Lucas and I and three, four other people yeah. usually uh, a mixture there. Um, now, um, what, what happened after this uh, second EP that we put out, we actually, you know, a, a door is open for, for us to actually go to Nashville and write with, you know, songwriters like that actually do this for a living, really yeah. awesome people that um, just, you know, have have helped us so much just to grow and we've learned so much and we continue to learn from them so we we usually like lucas and i are right now the primary people that go to write um we've so brought we've brought, brought the team we brought our yeah. team too um but we will go i don't know it's four or five times more a year something like that yeah and and right now we're in the process of again it's almost like we started here and then we branched out and we grew a ton and now we're in the process of yeah the process again of of building the local team together with you know friends that have become family that we've connected with outside of of our church that they really do make us better at the end of the day i mean it's it's people who are doing this for for a living every single day of their lives and um it's it's been a fun process to um to watch it to watch it grow to watch it get better to watch it um you know both evelyn and i grow but now uh you know some other folks from our local team here um you know experience riding with other folks outside of our walls and i feel like that's it's going to be a hybrid going forward of local writing co-writes um but also uh you know uh, this this mixture of our local folks riding with nashville and some other places and uh, that's been really awesome. We've also started a, a songwriting conference, which a lot of our folks have been able to, uh, through that, you know, experience uh, co-writes with, with, with um, you know, national writers, mm-hmm. global writers at times. And I think another, like, awesome, like we were talking about in the beginning about opportunities, we have been writing a lot via Zoom. Yep. So that, even in the season, yeah. season. Yeah. so that is also, like, if you want to seize that opportunity, um, there is a lot of opportunity for even that for us to, you know, with our team here, right, with people from all around. Like the other day, Lucas and I were writing with someone in England, yeah. you know, via Zoom. Uh, so there are a lot of opportunities there too um, for us in this season, and we are, I mean, we are, we are actually, you know, seizing them, and, and that's been growing us a lot too. A few months ago, uh, Meredith Andrews joined us on the show, and you were able to co-write with her as well, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have. And that was it, the latest single came out of that, and um, it was it was just a phenomenal time together. We um, and we say this, and we gather. So the the, the co-writes are usually you know four people in a room, uh, and when we when we travel to Nashville to write, it's usually we do two a day. So we 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 have a session in the morning, a writing session in the morning with you know, two other folks, and then we have a different one uh, with two different folks in the afternoon and. Um, this one week that we were there last year, um, we, we, we were part of a, um, you know, living room worship night the night before and Meredith was there as well. And so there were maybe 25 of us, uh, in the living room and it was just a great time of going after Jesus. And so when we gather to actually write the, the music, we say that that, that is a moment within itself. Like that's, um, that's the primary reason of why, why we gather is, is to worship the Lord there in that room and whatever comes out of it um, comes out of it. I mean, it, it, the, the primary reason, the, the song that comes out of that room is, is, is for that vertical time of worship and, and also horizontal with one another. Um, so when we, we got together that morning, I think it was like a Thursday morning with Meredith and, and Andrew Bergthold as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just, we just went after Jesus, man. We, I think we spent like 45 minutes just in prayer and, um, and then the song came out of it, which was, um, you know, it, it blessed us tremendously in the room. And I, I love, I, I mean, it has, to yeah. me, it almost has to happen that way. Uh, it has to bless the Lord in that room. And, uh, I, and I, I think as we bless the Lord, I think we're also blessed. And, um, I think the song came out really quickly after that time of, of prayer. It was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, when a song carries an encounter like that, that for us is, is really where it's at, like the prophet's. Yeah. It was an encounter, and then it just—I feel like it just. Some of these songs um, 
carry that encounter and people can actually kind of grasp it and perceive it as the song is released. We've, we felt it in our local context and then in other churches as well. Yeah. That's a special song for sure. Yeah. So can you tell us a little about the evolution behind uh, your ministry, I, I guess, at Community Christian Church. Uh, you guys, it was started a number of years ago, I guess, and it's grown from there. But you specifically are, are, are you know, leading the worship, uh, as for, from what I understand? Yeah, so, so they, they, they brought us in. We were actually, um, like I said, Evan and I are from Brazil. We, we, we met in Boston, and then we actually got to plant a church in Boston that is connected to our, you know, local church here now. And in Chicago, and so we came about six years ago, and they hired us to 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 be the worship pastors of primarily the largest location here called the Yellow Box, and um, and then I, you know I became the the, the champion over our you know, ten eleven locations, and uh, about three three and a half four years ago we you know we got to a place that we were like okay we we should start thinking about crafting songs for our local church and. Um, and so we did like, you know, like, like we said, uh, uh, internally at first and with our team here and, uh, it, it has really grown into, I mean, and the songs were kind of like a catalyst to what we do now, but, uh, but you know, our whole idea and our whole kind of like ministry, you know, uh, dream or, or vision for the future is to, yes, to write songs, but use them as a tool to, um, to influence young leaders, both here locally and, and, and you know, nationally and globally, um, to raise them up, to to uh, to give them perhaps opportunities that they they wouldn't have uh, otherwise, to uh, train them and, and really send them out. I mean, you said it earlier, but we're we're all for multiplication, and uh, multiplication for us now in this season looks a little bit different, uh, in the sense that we get to actually multiply ourselves even outside of the local context as we continue to do it on the, on the, uh, on the local context. But, um, and that, that looks like, you know, Evelyn, she, she, she is the worship pastor for our students. So she has uh, a lot of apprentices, uh, you know, uh, girls and, 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 and boys that, that are, um, that have a gift. And so she spends time with, she spends time with them, you know, raising them up. Like I said, one-on-one conversation. So we talk about life. We talk about all sorts of things, how to lead well on and off the stage. And um, I do the same thing kind of with, with adults. And, and now we're getting to, to do that with, uh, you know, church leaders from, from across, across the nation at times across the globe, which is pretty unreal and, and pretty amazing. And we, we say this, we, we feel like we're called to link worship people together. Hmm. Um, and God, God is, you know, given us opportunities to, to do that and again and again and again. And we just, uh, we just hope that we can grow in that. Again, the songs are, are awesome. The songs are unbelievable. Uh, but really, the songs are a tool to, um, you know, this, this vision of, of, of mobilizing the church, mobilizing leaders that can then do it, whether that's writing songs for the, their local context uh, or just leading their, their flock. Uh, into an encounter with Jesus, you know, week in and week out. Hmm. So it's it's one thing to write songs, and I understand what you're saying about writing songs for your church and and for the greater community. Yeah. Uh, it's another thing to actually record the songs. The hmm. recording of the songs was that something you did again just for your, uh, you know, your campuses and your church, or was that something that you thought, well, you know, let's record the stuff so we can send it out even further. <clears throat> I think at first was for our flock, um, for for our folks here. We got to to work uh, early on with an amazing producer, uh, Jeremy Edwardson from from Jesus Culture. Yeah, he's it's, great. It's actually an awesome story. His dad saw us leading uh, at a conference about you know five six years ago, and uh, the, the funny part was he you know he uh, you know after one session we were in uh, we were at Saddleback Church, and um, you know he came up to us and he's like, hey. Uh, I want you to meet our son and, uh, and my son. He's a producer, and you know how parents can be. Yeah. You know, talking about <laughs> kids, and you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, he's a producer. And he's like, well, he was going to come see you guys today, but he actually had to fly to Nashville because he's up for a couple of of Dove awards. So I'm like, okay, so he's so he's, he's a real good. He's, he's more than just a producer now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, which is hilarious, and uh, so he said us. You know, he, he connected us to Jeremy and. Uh, we didn't know much about Jeremy uh, at the time, and 
we we got to uh, um, you know begin a relationship with him, and he really believed in what we were doing. And uh, so when that became a reality, then you know it it it, it shifted from just you know, recording songs for, for our church. But, um, but, but that's, that was the primary reason of why we, and it's still the primary reason of, of why we, we record anything that we record. Uh, but then it opened, it opened our minds to, okay, maybe, maybe these songs can go beyond our walls. Maybe these songs can reach other people as well. And, um, and now to see the songs kind of doing that, it, it, it is pretty special. And uh, you, you can't deny that. Uh, but it also it's also very grounding in in a in a weird way, man. Like to to hear other churches doing your song, and um, it's it's um, it, it keeps you humble. I know at yeah, times it, yeah. it it doesn't, <laughs> but for us so far, it really has it, it really has kept us uh, very grounded, and um, I hope that's the case going forward. Yeah, I, I, that, that's really cool. And Jeremy is an incredible producer. And I'm glad that you guys had a chance to sort of collaborate with him on that because, yeah, he's he's a gift yeah. for sure. He is. He's one, and he's the one that opened the door for, uh, for Nap, like, of Nashville. Yeah. Like, he's the one that connected us. Our first, very first school ride, yeah. you know, happened because he kind of, he made, you know, he made a couple of calls. Yeah. Right? And, and we were in Nashville riding with Pro Rider. Yeah. Relationships developed from that, and we were just so grateful for for him. Yeah, and his dad. I mean, yeah. true. Yeah. Like he, Jeremy, we were at we were at his we were at his house one time and around the fire, and you know, just talking uh, after a, a full day of recording. And he's like, "My dad has never really done this. He's never asked me to work with anybody." So uh, he he told us the story of they were sitting around Thanksgiving you know dinner table and. And he's like, you gotta watch him. Look, look, look at this video. <laughs> uh, he's like, all right, Dad, whatever. I'll work it now. <laughs> That's amazing. So, thank you, Dale. Dale, Dale has Dale was a real, real champion of us, and uh, we're forever grateful to Dale. And um, you know, that was um, that was a beautiful thing he did. That's so good. And now, okay, so here, here's a question for you. Um, because being um, a pastor and a leader that's rooted in church, but also an artist who's um, where you're there to serve the community, but also there's a party that kind of leans towards the, the outside of the walls of the community. Sometimes there's tensions that happen. Have there been any difficulties with managing both sides of your of your roles, wearing both hats? Um, where the artist and the pastor leader side sort of, um, you know, get into a little bit of a fist fight? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, literal yeah. or not literal? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I think, um, yeah, I think it's always difficult to to manage those tensions. I think the, yeah. the biggest one is just time. You know, like yes, um, and 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 just physically being at two places at once. Mm-hmm. So I think as you see your your artist side of, of who you are grow, uh, that's a that's a natural tension that begins to grow. Uh, I think first within our minds. I think honestly, just even as you know, a couple, Evan and I, with three kids, and uh, that's that's probably the biggest tension that that we have. And, <laughs> And, and it, it, it really I understand. Is, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> attention to be managed and not maybe and not solved, perhaps. That's right. Uh, That's right. You know. You know what I mean. Totally. And, and, and for us, it's it's been at times going. Okay, how do we how do we manage the kids? How do we manage the time with the school? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Do we say how do we say like for us, especially? Uh, I mean, it was this year. Yeah. It seems like it was like five years. Over the last year, but. We we were we started this year by like our our word was focused right. for us because mm-hmm. we were like what are we gonna say yes to what are the what are the good yeses that we we want to say yes to but they're gonna get us you know you know in front or like hinder a greater yes for us so we just wanted to be really really careful and spirit led and what yeses we're gonna say, what no's and what we're gonna focus on, especially for us, like in our life, like in the, with the five of us here. And also that's uh, obviously that spills out into ministry and church, like local church context. Right. Um, but yeah, that tension, that tension is definitely, but, but I will say as far as with our local, con- like our community, mm-hmm. we have amazing leaders that release us, that believe in us, right. um, that have released us for, you know, um, 
for, you know, trips or conferences where we have to go. Yeah. And uh, we're really, really grateful for how they believe in us and how they invest and, and release us for these things too and the fact that we again our church is all about multiplication so um us being able to say yes say to a a trip um for a conference that you know means we'll we'll have to miss a sunday here we've built up a team around this uh uh, that can actually cover that so that tension still a real tension i like i said i think the biggest tension is family uh, and how to manage time with the kids and, and school and all that stuff when when traveling is involved, whether it's again conferences or or um, you know trips to Nashville or, or wherever else, um, that's a real tension, man. And I I, I reckon it's only going to grow from here on out. And uh, we really just want to be spirit led in, in what we say yes to. Yeah. So if we can understand what you're talking about here, how old are your kids? Like, let's qualify this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> We have so we have uh, Luca who's thirteen, Levi who's eleven, and then Lana who's eight. Um, yeah, so, 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 so they're all almost grown up and, and can make their own decisions and yeah. <laughs> I understand completely <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> oh man they can fend for themselves man that's it <laughs> and that's and that's good and bad right because they have their yeah. own ideas and their yeah. own perception of what they need to do or should do and mom and dad you know will have others <laughs> that's right yeah, totally. And and they again, we've been we've been blessed to be able to um, you know, have them come with us to a lot of this a lot of, a lot of these trips and um uh, they love it. They I mean, they I they really enjoy themselves and um and, and and at times too we've had phenomenal people around us, um family that sometimes would travel here to stay with the kids and um you know, families here, friends that have become family here that uh, take care of them when when we're away, and we just feel God's hand, uh, you know, blessing us in, in that sense as well. We haven't we haven't wanted for anything in, in that sense. Like God has met us every every step of the way. And like the, and the good side of them being old enough that they are right now. Is, I mean, since we start maybe two years ago is where we really got to a place where we had a lot of tension with time management, and we were trying to work these things out because they're old enough we can actually have really good and like honest conversations with them so yeah. we really we just really try to be uh open and up front with them about everything and talk you know even this the beginning of this year which now looks completely different we right. sat down and wrote down goals and trips that we already had planned and like what would that that was going to look like what are the things that we were going to have to sacrifice right. and all of these things ahead of time which now i mean completely changed in the last four months but um, definitely, we we try, you know, we try to, <laughs> to. And it's awesome to hear their 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 thoughts on on this stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have all these conversations with them, so to hear their thoughts and their mm-hmm. desires and their fears and doubts, yeah. question whatever it is. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would I would have I would have th- thought the the best thing for you was knowing that you don't have to change diapers anymore. You're not wrong there, my friend. <laughs> no, when you think back, it's like we got to take the kids with us, and it's like, yeah, but we don't have to change diapers. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it is a gift. It is. It is. Once they get older and they can fend for themselves and look after themselves and put on their own shoes, that's awesome. That's right. That's right. Yeah. They're all musical. Hopefully, soon they'll get to join us on stage. So yeah. we're, we're looking forward to that day. Good stuff. Are they playing instruments? Uh, we haven't. So Luca, Luca plays. Luca's the oldest. He plays a little piano. Uh, we've been. The other thing that we've done with them is 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 really not force anything uh, on them. And uh, Luca's getting to a place again that he's falling in love, uh, back in love with music, and he's talking about lessons and all that stuff. So pretty soon here, we're going to start, you know, investing in that. But uh, music has just been around. Um, their lives since day one. And so they really can't escape it in a sense, but mm-hmm. we also want it to be their choice. Yeah, I hear you. I, I grew up in a musical family and I wouldn't cha- trade that for anything. I mean, I think anybody who doesn't grow up in a musical family is being deprived. Right. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. there's so much opportunity and, and, you know, you can appreciate things more. Uh, if you learn to play an instrument, it's, it's, you know, something you can put on your resume or at least know in the back of your mind that, you know, if I were to, for instance, pick up a saxophone, I could probably play it. I haven't played it in years and years, but I could probably play it, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Can so. we hear it now? 
Oh, that'd be great. Get one there. Eh? Do uh, it. I, you know what? I just it, I just don't do have it. one here. <laughs> oh, guess what? I have my back pocket. It's a saxophone. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll edit in some uh, some, uh, some saxophone some, into this. Some, some Kenny G. That's right. <laughs> Hey, there we go. It'll be, it'll sound amazing. <laughs> That's right. There won't be any squeaking, I promise. No, it'll be beautiful. It'll be beautiful. Oh, man. <laughs> well, listen, I uh, really appreciate Lucas and Evelyn uh, uh, Cretazio. really appreciate you guys uh, chatting with us on Between the Grooves. It's, uh, it's, re- it's been a blast. It really has. And, and uh, so interesting to hear all the things that's happening for you guys and in your church and in your community and, and seeing how things have grown as well. It's exciting. Well, thank you so much for having us, man. We love we love talking, we love sharing, we love listening to how other people are thinking about whatever it may be, honestly. I think um, this has been awesome. Thank you. I, I love talking about community with, with church leaders. I yeah. love like how they do things and how they roll with things and how they try their best to incorporate and also inspire community building in their context. That is a, that's a big part of my heart, and so it's great to see when that's a part of leaders' hearts, whether they're a music leader or a pastor or whatever. That's that, that's so, so good to hear. And when they talk about community, it's it's beyond just their, obviously, their church walls and, right. and their immediate neighborhood, but it's also, you know, they were mentioning about the prison ministry. Yeah. There's not so many, good. many churches that do that anymore, yeah. it yeah. seems. Yeah. You know, it used to be a big thing 20, 30 years ago, but but not as much anymore, which is awesome to see that they're seeing the need and they're, they're filling that need. Totally. And then, you know, your question to them about, you know, any tensions between them and the leadership of the church and they turned it right around and said no it's the kids yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good so good so yeah great conversation with uh, lucas and evelyn cortazio from chicago's community christian church well everybody make sure you check out their website at communitychristian.org to find links to their music events and social media and it's now time for artist advice and today it's stephen malcolm staying faithful to god stay faithful to the craft stay obedient to the lord and seek first the kingdom of God and always stay plugged into your local church. I think if, like, if, if that's your foundation, then as a Christian artist, you will excel. Yeah, that's good advice. I think, I think it's just good advice for Christians. Yeah. <laughs> right, stay faithful to God and, and stay sort of plugged into a local church, a local community. I think that is so very, very important, it's, but especially if you're an artist, because um, you don't want to become a lone ranger. You don't want to be sort of on the fringes of community. You sort of want to be a part of that. You want to be an active part of it, whether it's serving or at least relationally be connected to people there. Especially if you're traveling a lot, doing shows. Exactly. That when you are back home, yeah. be back home with your community. Yeah. It's so important. Well, that is it for this week on Between the Grooves. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast for new episodes every Monday and leave us a rating and a review to help us reach more people. And join us over on the Facebook or the Twitter. Our handle is at Between Grooves. We would love to connect with you there. That's my new song. I'm not doing community corkboard anymore. It's not going to be like a social media song. And you're just making it up on the fly yeah, every yeah, time? Yeah. That's what Because yeah, exactly. it'll be different next week, Every I'm single sure. time, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my well, niche tech. It's, it's music. We're all talking about music here, right? So why not, right? Thanks, Drew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. No, no, no. Thank you. No, 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 no. Thank I you. I didn't do the singing. You oh, did. Oh, but just your you presence alone inspired me. Yeah. So thank you. Let's get you a coffee, buddy. <laughs>